The hosts of this podcast are professional Christians, and while they do have all the answers, none of them claims to be inerrant. Well, infallible maybe. If the views and content of this show leave you upset or disappointed, just remember, this is just for funsies. everyone, and welcome to Spiritual Undirection, a lighthearted podcast about life's most important questions. I am Love Muffin Bible teacher, Christopher Seals. Hello, my name is John Bennett, author, teacher, star-crossed teacher lover thing being Oof, person? Uh, that was teacher, super awkward. Teacher lover, that. teacher lover got awkward. Yeah, <laughs> well, I like, I love being a teacher. Anyways, Wayne, your turn. <laughs> I can't stop laughing. <laughs> oh. And I am this guy who's got Cupid in the crosshairs, Pastor Wayne David Randolph. Mm. For the record, that's right. my wife is or was a teacher, so that's what I meant. That's good. Oh, and Wayne, sure, I appreciate dude. the fact that Cupid is in the crosshairs, meaning like Cupid shoots at you and you shoot back. Because this is America, and he can't do that to you. Well, I mean, I know some might take that angle, Chris. My particular angle is um, my wife's birthday is shortly, shortly, shortly after um, Valentine's Day. And so we avoid Valentine's Day and just celebrate her and her birthday. Mm. So I'm we boycott. So that, that was like that was my way of saying I'm assassinating Valentine's Cupid. Day. Okay. Got it. You're assassinating Cupid. That makes a little bit of sense. That made me cringe. Totally not dark. For, for a second, when you were talking about your wife's birthday being around then, I thought you were insinuating that your wife is indeed Cupid, that she is a... And why would I want and... her in my crosshairs, Chris? Oh, that's... See? I guess all of our oh. metaphors are getting convoluted. John, save us. Writer, author, uh, publication, editor. What else do you yeah. do? I yeah, I'm so lost right now. But <laughs> I have a question for you guys. As we're in this season of love, and all three of us are married, married folk, mm. and maybe I'm we super have some still listeners. in love. Are you also super in love? Super yeah. in love. Yep. Love and we it. probably have some listeners, maybe who are not married. Mm-hmm. And so, first of all, I found a blog post that's called "16 Questions for Christians to Ask on Dates." Oh. And before I share some of these, I would love to hear your guys' questions that Christians should ask on dates. Yes. So, um, yeah, what are some ideas? Like, you know, you're you're sitting there across the table from this person. You're super stoked to be getting um, White Castle with by Mm -hmm. the candlelight with a nice checkered um, tablecloth. Mm -hmm. And you want to get to know this person. So what do you ask? Question number one, young earth or no? Mm-hmm. Question number two: Do you poop with the bathroom door open? <laughs> Wayne, question John, number you, three. Well, I, I'm just John's laughing, but he obviously doesn't know Levitical law. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, uh, number three: um, God's pronouns. Mm-hmm. Yep. Number four: um, Yoshi or Mario. 
I wish I could do the Yoshi voice, but it's Yoshi all day is clearly the correct answer, right? Right? Uh, Tell me I'm right. Yep. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I don't want to be wrong with you, Chris, when it comes to Mario. That would hurt, right. hurt my that hurt my friendship feelings. Well, I, I prioritize acceleration and control um, over speed because I found that um, if you are able to control things on the turns, mm-hmm. then it's not that big of a deal. Hey, whatever you and your wife do, let's keep this to this <laughs> questions about. Um, Clearly, that's Mario Kart. Clearly, okay. my goodness. Yeah. <laughs> um, my questions I like to ask. I liked to ask when I was going on dates. Um, uh, pet's name, um, first grade teacher, um, Wait, like social security just, number, ju- um, mother's maiden name, mother's maiden name. Yeah. Um, Last four digits of your social. Uh-huh. <laughs> yep, 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 yep. Those are good questions to ask. Street on, you were uh, street date. you were raised on. Uh-huh. Yeah. And yeah. father's middle name. Yeah. High, high school's mascot. Oh yeah, that's a good one. All gotta get important. that Because uh-huh. you really oh. got to get to know somebody. Uh-huh. What was um, yours, so Chris? Somebody... What was your high school's mascot? Um, the Warriors. Oh my goodness! Oh, that's Brethren cool. Christian Warriors. Oh wow! Because I think I think uh, yeah, certain certain mascots had gone out of vogue in the Christian world. Yeah, mine were the Bombers, but back in the 1940s when my grandfather went there, they were the Conquistadors. Nice. Totally nice. Totally not problematic. Uh huh. Yeah. Chris, I thought and you were we, the imperialists. No. Yeah, essentially. Yeah. 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 Yep. Yeah. The, we were the Vikings. They're always going to remain oh. PC. Yeah, that's, they. That's accurate. They, totally, totally different than conquistadors. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's like okay. they have like they have like historical white privilege. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. well, and they okay. and they train and raise dragons. So I, mean, oh, no, I feel yeah. like you get an automatic carte blanche on anyone who possesses totally. the the firepower of of toothless dragon. Heck yeah. yeah, bro. Yep, yep. And if you wear shape ups, and if you can summon eternal bubbles, forget about it. That's all. <laughs> I'm still upset about that. All right. So here's some lighthearted questions um, from this blog post um, from gracefulabandon.com. Here's one question that you can ask. Um, what are the three things you would most like to be sure you do before you die? As they're taking a bite into their white castle, put, putting a little extra mayo. Yeah, John, was the font size larger when it said die? <laughs> no. That was my own added emphasis. Mm-hmm. That's uh, good. Here's, here's another good question. Tell me about your parents' relationship. Uh, First date material, I think. I feel yeah. like there's a different way to word that without it being so, like, freaking, like, Freud or, like, a peeping Tom. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Could, could you read it in a different tone that's um, perhaps a little bit more creepy? <laughs> tell me about your parents' relationship. So tell me about. I don't know why I went to Yoda with that, but <laughs> I'm actually more relationship worried you of think your parents. That's Yoda. <laughs> uh, okay, here's another one, and this one's really super awkward. If you're asking a high school male this, is there an area in your life God has recently prompted you to start growing? <laughs> Bro, this isn't a job interview. This is like first date. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Question nine. Okay. Tell me about your three closest friends. Oh, okay, right, that's, that's not bad. It. Yeah, that's okay. Yeah. Uh, There's different 12. circles like of boundaries, and like some of those questions are like they're just not the right question to get into that mm-hmm. circle. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the last one on this list. 
and it's probably a very mature one, but because I'm very immature, I think it's kind of a funny question. Why do you want to be in a relationship with me? <laughs> yes. Okay, wait, did we add the first date part, or is that literally like these are first date questions? Uh, I think it says date, but I'm going to okay. make it first date. I'm going to make okay. it first date. That makes it better. Because first yes. date, this is like an after-school special waiting to happen. <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like first date, you know, like, oh, tell me about your job. Tell me about your parents' relationship. Uh-huh. <laughs> and why do yes. you want to be in a relationship with me? Girl, I just why wanted to come out and get some crumpets you? and tea. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, yes. guys, we've glanced over the obvious question that all Christians ask on a first date. And I'm so embarrassed that we haven't said it. The mm. first question that every Christian asks on a first date is, will you marry me? Oh, <laughs> that's right. It's yeah. right off the bat. Because we kiss dating goodbye, and we're saying hello to courtship. <laughs> we and, are. And that's why, are you going to marry me? Is this going somewhere, or if it's not, or if it's not, then like let's get off the train. Let's get off the train. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, that also, so this has prompted me to ask you a follow-up question. Um, and I'm going to preface this just to make sure that we're on the same page to keep this PG-rated. Mm-hmm. Um, society has distorted the metaphor. Um it was a beautiful baseball metaphor that Christians had originally coined, and society has just taken it just to a very perverse, perverse place. Mm. See, the, the whole, like, what base are you on? Mm. Um, us Christians, we had a very pure philosophy on that. And so I'm just wondering if you guys know, like, the different bases that um, Christians go on to when, in the dating process. Mm. Yeah. I, I well, I know third base is holding holding hands, right? Of course. Okay, yeah, the finger lock holding hands is third base. Um, uh, finger lock is a stretch. That's true. Um, can, I give you, sh- can I give you the Midwest first base? Yes. The Midwest first base is when you like kind of bat your eyes at somebody, and you say, "How are you doing?" And they say, mm-hmm. "I'm good. How are you?" And then you say, "I'm good. How are you?" And, and you just kind of. Re- repeat that cycle until mm-hmm. one of you blushes into the point where your face just explodes. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Explodes that's, with the warmth of your love. Yeah. So that's the that's the Midwest first base. Is yeah. the awkward double asking of the same question. Mm-hmm. And the second base, um, I'm pretty sure is when you're giving the Christian side hug, um, you like intentionally try to uh, smell them. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that no, that's that's when you have a pinch hitter in, and um, they're also a creeper. Thank you, thank you. I was going to say, when you said pinch hitter, I thought it was like someone else comes in and swoops in and smells for you. And he's like, oh, it's Victoria's Secret, pure seduction. So, so then maybe that's a question that Christians should ask on a date is, what kind of perfume or shampoo do you mm-hmm. use? Yeah, John, I forgot about that one. John's yes. second base for me growing up as, you know, a, a liberal Christian in California, second base was like going to In-N-Out Burger together. Mm. And and maybe maybe you would share some animal fries. Um, mm, nice. Clearly, you'd each have your own fork. I mean, let's not get stupid. But Yeah, that's good. Yeah, yeah you guys aren't forking yet. Um, <laughs> John, John, John. Let's that's leave that true. language for the oh man I thought I wouldn't have to edit this one alright cool well hey everyone 
this is clearly a Christian Answers podcast, um, and we have all of your love answers ready and are rare and to go. Um, we pull questions from online questioners and our own life experiences, um, but we also get questions from you guys sometimes. So if you want to send us a question, you could go to our website. You can tweet with the hashtag Spiritual Indirection. Um, you can hit us up on one of our social media platforms. Um, yeah, how about we get into some questions? Wayne was sticking his tongue out at me. Um, which I'm pretty sure is somewhere between third base and home. Um, <laughs> and home. You're stuck in a pickle, actually. Oh, um, well, okay. Uh, well, it's not, moving on. That wasn't, that's not where, we're, where, where you guys think I'm going with that. Hey, I have a question from Reddit. Okay. And I'm, I'm going to tw- tweak it to fit the theme. <clears throat> so this is from one Seraphius? I don't know. It's weird. Um, The original question is this. Did Jesus ever get sick? What about mental health sickness, like anxiety, depression, social anxiety? And that's a good question. But I'm going to tweak it. Did Jesus ever get lovesick? Oh. Did he ever get a crush on somebody? Okay. Is that thing defined lovesick? So crush? Yeah. Did he ever have a crush on somebody? Totally. You say it so confidently, Wayne. What was her name, if you're so confident? Um, first of all, there's a, there's a flaw in your question. Hmm. It's plural. <laughs> oh. What, do you think a guy yeah. goes through life having one crush? Mm-hmm. That's true. No, no that, crush, that crush went and moved to, to the big city. She went mm-hmm. to Jerusalem. Mm-hmm. She was just a small-town girl, born and raised in South Bethlehem. Uh-huh. Yep, on did a the midnight train going, going to Joppa. Jerusalem. No. It's <laughs> way off. I was way yeah. off. I, yeah, I thought Port Town. Yeah, yeah, I have no I have no problem. And like not I mean it I can be funny about it. We can like make jokes about it, but I, I have no problem with Jesus having crushes like he's human. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there's not, nothing inherently sinful about thinking someone is attractive and beautiful. Yeah. It's just so inconceivable though at least and i'm sure like this i'm sure if people would be willing to admit it they'd probably agree with me but it's going to sound terrible but it's really hard for me to think of a crush in a holy way you know what i mean like mm. like when we have crushes there there might be some that might be like there's probably a percentage of it that's pure and like legitimately like you know i i really want to know and get to know this person but i feel like there's this underlying non-purity with it at least in the human experience right and so the question i guess i i always grapple with is like did jesus also feel that temptation and then can the brother pass along some advice you know because i teach teenage boys and there's some raging hormones there Uh that could really use um yeah some help john if he wasn't tempted um then that really jacks up my um, my understanding of who Jesus is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because? Um, because he's he's human. Mm. And so, yeah, I, I not only not only like is the human experience about being tempted to do those things, but you also have it highlighted with the the temptations, the three temptations by by Satan. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I. I I think for a lot of us, at least from my experience, like growing up, like Jesus for so long was kind of a intangible superhero mm. um, because 
what was focus, like the area of focus on like the way that Jesus was presented to me was on his divinity and his like supernatural abilities, which is, is all there. But what wasn't really shared with me was like the humanity of Jesus. And I think that's when he became more tangible. And so, mm-hmm. um, yeah, like, like I need him to have been <laughs> tempted. Right. I like, cause if he can just be like, you know, doing Jedi mind tricks and just doing a little wave of the hand and be like, away from me, Satan. Like, that's mm-hmm. not fair. That's not something that I can do. That's not something that you can do. And he invites us to, to, to walk in, in his path. And so, um, mm-hmm. whatever he has access to, to say no to those things, um, part of, you know, the reason for him being here was to show us how to live in such a way that we can do so as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sorry if that got way too serious, but. No, 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 no. I, and I think I think that like a lot of times the like uh, it's almost it's more of like a Muslim notion of God than a Christian notion of God. I think that we slip into sometimes um, specifically with Jesus, like one of the critiques um, that Muslims have of our fully God, fully human thing um, or truly God, truly human. If you want to be technical about it, um, is that like, oh, so you're saying God goes to the bathroom? Um, because to a person with like that high of a view of God, it's like inconceivable for God to want to become human and have to deal with like body fluids and have to deal with feelings and have to deal with temptation and all of that. Right. Um, but then like, that is the scandal of the Christian God is that like our God intentionally, like if, especially if you read even in old Testament literature, not just the Christian God, the Jewish God almost seems to like lampoon his own people like Mm. constantly for like their crazy disproportionate reverence for the wrong stuff. Um, and so it kind of seems like Jesus is the embodiment of that lampooning and cause is like, okay, well I'm going to do the human thing. Um, and I'm going to do it like it was supposed to be done. Um, and I'm going to like tie my God hands behind my back. And so, yeah, I mean, it wouldn't surprise me had, if Jesus had feelings. Um, but I think that he had tools that he used to naturally control those things, such as a chastity belt. Mm. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. It was obviously made of wood because his father was a carpenter. Um, he had an ad blocker on his iPhone. Mm-hmm. He did. Yep. Ad blocker, um, which then was like begware. So he had to like donate like five bucks every couple of months. But um, it's the cross he had to bear, you know? Yep. I like Don't. to think of Jesus as having a cold and kind of being sniffly a little bit, maybe coughing up some phlegm. Mm. Um really just wanting to lay around in bed all day, but he's Jesus and he's got to go out there. Mm-hmm. He's got to show up. Do you think that Jesus would get COVID if COVID was around? Sure. Mm. Yeah. I mean, the the whole like touching lepers and bleeding women thing makes me be like, that's been like one of the most convicting things to me during the pandemic is how like, I'm like, well, be scared and don't get COVID from people. But then I'm like, oh, Jesus would probably be out there like yeah. getting coughed on and stuff. Yeah. <clears throat> and I'm not going to open up the can of worms asking you if Jesus would be masked or not. Mm. But I do think um, there's so much truth to that. Mm. When, when, and, and Wayne, we were talking about like spiritual heroes kind of. Um, I do always admire the, the saints and the, the Christian um, missionaries who'd go into places where there is disease. Yeah. Or when you hear about what they were doing during the plague, you know. Or, you know, going to these, like, leper colonies and just serving, um, you know, with 
just complete abandon for their own personal, you know, mm-hmm. health. And that's always inspiring, but convicting mm-hmm. at the same time. For sure. Yeah, I heard I heard somebody told me that they read like a, I don't know if it was like a doctoral thesis or whatever, but there was like a paper that was presented that talked about like the first century Christians, why they were healthier. Uh, like it was, it was a healthier option to be Christian because your immune mm-hmm. systems were like boosted because of the people you were around. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know how you get that data <laughs> in the, from the first century, but it's kind of a cool thought. They kept really yeah. good records. The the Roman medical department or something. Yes. Kaiser. <laughs> oh, wait, hey, Kaiser, I Kaiser Romanante. <laughs> Kaiser Romanante. Live long and thrive. Um, I had, I think it was episode like six or seven. It's been a while. But we did this session where um, I pretended to pitch a show um, and you guys were like the CBN show vetting guys. Um, yeah. and, and all of this romantic talk kind of got me thinking. Um, so let me, let me, um, step into your CBN, the Christian broadcasting network, um, office and pitch the show to you. The Christian bachelor. Huh? Oh, love go it so on. Far. And, okay. Go on. And then, um, you've, you've got a line of, uh, 10 ladies, all mm-hmm. very, very modestly dressed. Um, and the ladies that make it to the next step, like he gives them a, um, a Gideon's new Testament. Um, like instead of the rose, um, and after they get the new Testament, they, they are then able to, um, move on to the next phase, which is like being part of a small group study together, um, where they like read the Bible together. Um, and then he judges them based off of their, um, their righteousness, um, and how well they interpret the scriptures. Um, and like, let's be real. And also how good they look, because I mean, this is America. Um, and then I don't know what, what. Like, what, where would it go from there? Like, I guess I just feel like if it's going to be good entertainment, there has to be like a twist of some sort. That yeah. like, um, I can uh, already imagine Chick-fil-A uh, is going to be one of our sponsors. Mm-hmm. That's true. Like the big reveal, like they all pile into a limo. Where are we going tonight? Chick-fil-A. Who doesn't they, want like, nuggets, girl? Reserve. That's true. They reserve the entire Chick-fil-A and they have a blast together. There's that one scene where they get stuck in the slide together and it's like everyone's a little like um uncomfortable at how close they were and um yeah they had to edit out the ball pit scene that's for that's sure that's true that's <laughs> um and then at the end the twist is that like it turns out he's a catholic priest uh, and i have sworn chastity yeah, i have um, sworn chastity are you willing to live at a distance with me for the rest of your life say i do that's well perfect. as as uh as a mediator for CBN, I got to tell you, uh, you had me up until the Catholic priest thing. Mm. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. Don't oh, bring okay. the Catholics into this. That's How about true. this, though? You have various challenges inspired by women of the Bible. Mm. So you can have a um, uh, Ruth one where how well can you glean? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, if you, you know, know what I mean, if I know, what I mean. um, a Deborah one where you are basically put into a costume like Xenia, uh, warrior princess, and you just go through an, a course, just chopping fools down. Mm-hmm. Um, there's the, is. there's the one lady who ended up killing the, the evil King, um, in the same Deborah story who drives a tent spike through his head, oh, um, the servant girl. So but you we, like, we would, use, just, we would use watermelons, but yes, water. Yeah. 
<laughs> and a sledgehammer. Yes, that's perfect. Bro, this just yeah. turned it's into basically... like Survivor. I was going to say it's like a Gallagher show. Um, <laughs> that it's the CBN meets Gallagher. Yeah. Because you, you got to have some like, you know, challenges, I think, you mm-hmm. know, some contests. Because then, because if you win the challenge, then you get alone time at Chick fil A. Because you always true. go back to Chick fil A uh-huh. um, with, with the handsome man. And we can totally like set it up beforehand that there's only one Polynesian sauce left. And so like we can actually create we can create a little drama and tension for the episode. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. What if you do like a spin where you have this um, person who's like kind of like a mole where like they try to throw the women off their righteousness Um and maybe he offers them something to offer to the man. Like maybe mm-hmm. the man is like, let's say vegan, like offer him this soy latte, but it's not mm-hmm. soy. And and then like, you know, and seeing if you mean a, that you mean an evil track. temptress. Mm-hmm. But it's a tempter because you know this. But well, it could be temptress. Yeah, John, like are you Jezebel inside? Sphere. Are you inside the the mandibles of a bear right now, John? No, no, no. That's my pitch voice. I get like deep and you know mysterious. Oh, just, the reverb was incredible. Mm. Oh, reverb. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I like what I like this pitch. I think it's great. Okay. Yeah. Coming next season, the Christian Bachelor, and we'll work on the Catholic part. Yeah, yeah. There's I, always. I, I got to talk to the Vatican first. We'll, okay. I'll get it signed off. Yeah, it's gonna. It might be a little tricky doing the collab, um, but I think I think we can make it happen. Yeah, we could. We definitely could. We might need to wait till Vatican Three. <laughs> I don't think they have those calendared. I think they wait until it's too bad oh, and then they I, do it. I just I just figure there's like an expiration date. Isn't that like Isn't that true? Reformation. Yeah. It's like oh, this one will last three three hundred fifty years, and then we're gonna have to redo this thing. Got it. All right. It still smells okay, so it's got a few years left. Nice. Um, this is a question from Cora. Hi, Cora. Totally unrelated. How offended would mainstream Christians be if I decided the words of St. Paul are not worth reading? He didn't even meet Jesus and does not seem in line with Jesus' core philosophies. Who would be willing to look at the New Testament minus Paul? Uh, <laughs> well, there's some flaws in, in that argument. Uh-huh. Um, but I will say this about Paul. Sometimes he makes me feel better about myself. <laughs> in that, I feel like I'm not quite as full of myself. Got it. In some moments. But yeah. other times, obviously, he makes me feel like it's super convicted because I'm not doing the things that, that yeah. he's doing, right? I think he did meet Jesus. Mm. Did he? So when, when, John? When he got struck blind and by lightning by zeus what by clearly by zeus and and then the voice was like hey why are you persecuting me what's up dude what's up dude dude why are you persecuting me dude so but he's the only one that can claim that he saw that though right (laughs) oh interesting there were some people with him right because he since he was struck blind i think he just got like knocked knocked down did the other people see and hear well, the voice? I mean, he got knocked down, but he got up again. They're never going to keep him down. Yeah. Mm. He was pissing the night away. <laughs> he was. 
He was pissing his salvation. Uh, uh, Chris, that's actually, a, that's actually a question that I, I have had, and the text does not tell us if the others mm. there witnessed this little... Maybe it was like happening inside of like a holy eternal bubble. Hmm. Oh, and I nobody, like nobody on the outside could see it. The Cone of Silence God Edition? Yeah, or like the big frozen like ice ball that... Um, Aang finds himself in. Yes. Um, let's see. Well, and I guess you'd have to think, what would you, what would change a dude's mind um, like that? Okay. Can I read the axe? Because maybe this will help you, Wayne. Um, so he fell to the ground. Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? Who are you, Lord? Saul asked. The voice replied, I'm Jesus, the one you're persecuting. Go to the city, you'll be told what to do. And then Acts 9, verse 7, The men with Saul stood speechless, for they heard the sound of someone's voice, but saw no one. Mm. So maybe they heard him? So they heard the voice, but 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 only Saul or Paul saw the, the resurrected Jesus. Yeah. Mm. Interesting. Yeah. That's just what I found. I thought I'd throw that out there. Anyways, Got sorry. It. Okay. Okay. So he did kind of see Jesus. Um, the que- the question is, how offended would mainstream Christians be if I decided the words of St. Paul are not worth reading? Um, you know what's funny is I feel like a mainstream Christians would be upset at the fact that someone said that. But if you didn't say it out loud, I feel like no one would care. Because what I've learned more and more from talking to more and more Christians is that most of them don't actually read their Bibles. Um, Mm -hmm. so, so you could probably get away with it as long as you don't say it. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, just don't put it on a billboard, you know? Yeah. Or wear it on (laughs) on a t-shirt or something. Yeah. 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 The whole thing about him not, um, being in line with Jesus's core philosophies. I remember thinking, um, back in the day, like that they were totally different, um, because I think um, there are churches and brands of Christianity that are very Paul centric, mm-hmm. um, where like that's their full definition of the gospel and the biblical narrative is based off of things that Paul says, um, and as a result, like all of the other stuff is like a highway back to Paul. Um, but then once I realized that Paul is an extension of Jesus's ministry and if Jesus's ministry of the kingdom of God, like Paul is actually fleshing that out and living that out. So when I, when I like read Paul through the lens of Jesus's ministry, like Paul's a pretty radical dude. Um, I think, I think the beef that I had with Paul in the past was, um, beef with the way that people like practically worshiped Paul. But like, once I was able to strip that away and like read and look at Paul through Jesus's eyes, um, well, not like with Jesus's eyes, but you know what I mean? Like through the lens of like Jesus's ministry and like the biblical meta narrative, the more I'm like, oh, Paul's totally onto some next level stuff. Um, and he's actually pretty rad. Hmm. Yeah. 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 I think it's like the stuff where it's like women need to wear, you know, head coverings and stuff like mm-hmm. that, where, mm-hmm. where people get. Yeah. It's, up it's the Paul. way that people use Paul's words, right? Like, right. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Which Paul yep. even, and addresses. he's like trying to give advice to communities on how to flesh it out. in like for the first century, like, Hey, um, here's how we're going to organize some stuff, like given the, the culture that you're in Ephesus or given the, the world that you live in Corinth. Um, but then when we like isolate it and distill it and weaponize it, then it becomes like kind of weird. But I don't live in Corinth mm. in the or first century. You? Or do you? 
Yeah, I guess I guess you're right, Chris. Zip codes are always changing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a blues yep. song. Well, that was an interesting question. Yeah. How about we do a little bit of uh, the first of the day, Valentine's edition. Yes. Is that Mickey Mouse? Uh, Valentine's edition. Oh boy, Chris, let's do this. Oh, oh boy. Um, we won't we won't change the algorithm at all. Um, we're gonna like read the Bible like we always do. This is the verse of the day where we um take a verse um by rolling dice or casting lots or shining light on the Urim and Thummim. Um, of my Word document that I have here in front of me. Um, And then we see what verse the Lord has for us. Um, And we're going to follow the normal algorithm because this thing is set in holy stone. Um, But um, we'll just make sure all of our interpretations have something to do with the day of love. Deal? Deal. All right. Um, Someone roll that D4 for me. That would be me. Roll D4. Three. Okay. Um, Wayne, could you hit that D20, please? Gotcha. Seven. All right. Um, Oh, this is going to be good, I think. Um, And could I get a D12, please? Mm -hmm. Got it. Do you have a 12 on you? I got one right here. I got a one. I got it. You got a one. Ooh, a nat one. Um, And then I think I'm going to need another D20. Go for it, John. No. All you. Ten. Ten. All right, here we go. He has delivered us from such a deadly peril, and he will deliver us again. On him, we have set our hope that he will continue to deliver us. Mm-hmm. See, this is um, actually, this is a kind of a super weird passage in the Bible. This is when flowers are talking, and mm. they're... <laughs> They're talking about the great gardener in the sky, mm-hmm. which is God. Yes. And and he has delivered these flowers to our doorstep. Mm-hmm. And he will deliver us again. The and flowers. He's, de- he's delivered them from a deadly peril, which I think the meaning there is obvious. Which is uh, Holland. Yes, exactly. Chris, can you can you read the uh the verse again? I would love to. Are you ready? He has delivered us from such a deadly peril, and he will deliver us again. On him, we have set our hope that he will continue to deliver us. Mm-hmm. Are we are we talking about so when we, are we talking about a, no, talking, a cupid or what? Flowers, flowers, flowers are being delivered. I believe. Oh, it's the flower uh, delivery guy, or a box of chocolates. I was gonna say chocolates, um, and the deadly peril there would probably be the the white oxidation that can occur. Mm-hmm. Um, if they're they're not delivered, that is a deadly peril because mm-hmm. even if it it doesn't make the chocolate go rancid, um, it, you throw it right in the trash. You're also right. you know you're also in 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 store for some uh, deadly peril if uh, all the neighbors are getting deliveries and uh, there's no mm-hmm. delivery showing up at your house mm-hmm. and you forgot. That's right. Sherry's berries. Sherry's berries. Don't Super forget. In trouble. Yep. Super in trouble. But there's people who sell stuff by the road that you can trust. That's true. Yeah. They don't, put, like, they don't put anthrax in their flowers. No. No, or razor blades. It's 2022, guys. No <laughs> one's got time for that. Razor blades in the flowers. So that you get a little tiny cut on the tip of your nose as you gently lower your face into that daffodil. 
<laughs> I don't think you go into like smell daffodils though. Are you sure? I mean, it's a daffodil, bro. Have Have you tried it? I mean, I've been to the Netherlands a couple of times. That's a good point. All right. Now they well, come from bulbs. <laughs> um, I guess that that's the word of the Lord. Word of the Lord. <laughs> thanks, thanks, thanks be yeah. to God. Yes. Yeah. Thanks be uh, to Sherry's berries. Thanks be to Chris. <laughs> thanks. Unofficial sponsor um, of our podcast. All right. Yeah. Um, uh, you, how about another core question? Yes. All right. After God returns and creates a new heaven and earth, will he take away people's free will? If not, how will he stop sin from taking over again? How will this situation work? John, oh, you a... have this all figured out. Go for it. No, mm-hmm. I need that one more time. Mm-hmm. Can you read it again? After God, after God returns and creates a new heaven and earth, will he take away people's free will? If not, how will he stop sin from taking over again? How would this situation work? Yep. Um, I know we've answered this before, and I'm going to say it again because um, there's this brilliant metaphor that I heard in class delivered by a certain religion teacher at a school in California. I don't think that he taught religion, by the way. Bible. Mm. The, the Bible. And his metaphor was this. There's dog poop in the yard and are we going to go try to eat it? No, because we know that it's dog poop. And so when God returns, we've lived this life where we know the things in our life that are dog poop. And actually we've eaten some of it and we know it's bad and we don't want to go back to it Mm. because we see there's so much better food to imbibe out there. And so, um, we'll be in this state where we'll see the things that are dog poop in our life and we won't want to consume that dog poop anymore. The word of the Lord. The word of the Lord. Praise be to God. Praise be to Chris. Um, oh my and, goodness. And I, I think that that's fantastic. And I think it does go along with the idea of the free will though, because in the, the story there in the end, at least one of the things um, talks about like the gates never being closed. Um, and again, like, you know, it's apocalyptic literature and so there's a certain way to read it and all, but I think, I think it's, it's safe to at least, uh, consider that like, we're not, we're not held there by, you know, against our will that we can come and go and like the ability to come and go would, um, at least start me thinking about like whether or not I have free will there, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yep. Um, I guess the, the question then raises with like, uh, we might've even talked about this before. We've, we've answered all the questions in the past. So if we ever repeat ourselves, I mean, that's what you get for having almost omniscience, um, is, uh, what's, what's the deal with, um, so then has Satan lost his free will, right? Because Satan's obviously experienced how bad it, it is right. not being in the presence of God Can anymore. Can he be redeemed? Is that where you're going? Yeah. Like. Or like, does he still have the free? Like, does he have the free will to to repent? Mm. Yeah, that's an interesting question. Because he he's seen the good, because he yeah. fell from heaven, uh-huh. but he made a conscious choice. But that's that's kind of what what separates the people who will eternally be with God and the people who won't mm-hmm. is that they won't turn away from the dog poop. Yeah. I guess that makes sense. And there's like this, um, 
I don't know. This is this is comedy poison, I guess. Um, but like talking to like enough students and and just people who I've come across cross paths with who have been like hurt and traumatized and who have been like broken, um, oftentimes at their the hands of their own sin, um, mm. where they like are unable to even process or desire good things. Mm. Um, like the, where the heart has become so hard that it doesn't want the good stuff anymore. Um, and so like maybe, maybe Satan is like the, the most epic version of that, like no longer wants the good thing, like doesn't want the love, um, or the acceptance or the grace or the mercy or the presence of God anymore. And so he's just like, why would I want that? Sounds awful. Like, because it's been so, I don't know, hardened and walled over. Yeah. Oh, man. And that's that's the whole thing that I struggle with, this psychology, right? Like, mm. how much of it is actually free will and how much of it is, like, trauma-formed, you know, distorted thinking that's not necessarily a person's fault on their own, you know? Mm-hmm. How much of it is you just watch too many episodes of Beavis and Butthead, SpongeBob SquarePants? Um, <laughs> oh, Ren and Stimpy. Ren, Ren and, and Stimpy. And don't forget Syphil and Ollie. Come on. Oh, yeah. Oh, those, yeah. Are the, those are the sock puppets, right? Yes, they're the best. Okay, um, good. Le- good. That, that sounds like a certain disease you get from <laughs> yes. playing, playing too much base, uh, baseball. Syphil and yes. Ollie. Yeah. I'll send it to you guys in the group chat later. It's the best thing okay. in the world. Yeah. yeah. That's amazing. That'd be awesome. Oh, well, I'm glad we ended with a really deep question. That's really painful. Something like really lighthearted to, for a lighthearted <laughs> yes. podcast. Yes. I like how in the question she's like, or it was a she, right? Sorry. I don't know. I like it. Quora. Oh, Quora. <laughs> I like how it was, uh, like, will we, wait, how did she say it again? So like, will we, will we still have free will? But if if we do, how will God keep it from from happening again? But like, yeah. if we had free will and we we're able to get to that point, like even if you were a little bit hopeless, like it seems like we can do it again. It'd just be really poopy <laughs> to have to do it all over again to go through the whole <laughs> thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. Hey, I got a way we can end this on a more lighthearted on, way on a less trauma oriented. What's your favorite Valentine candy? Go. Uh, yeah, I was going to say, well, we started with advice for single people mm. because we're men and, um, men have all the advice for relationships. Mm-hmm. Um, what advice do we give to married folk on this day of, or the week leading up to the Valentines? Mm. Oh, any, man. Any nuggets of wisdom. My nugget of wisdom would be the question that I propose that a person ask. And that is, um, just take the bathroom door off. Hmm. Take the you know, nothing nothing says closeness with your beloved like looking into each other's eyes and having a deep conversation while you evacuate your bells but where would i play any of my video games ah that's the thing you invite your bride into the process <laughs> and you say um I, on clash royale i just got three towers aren't you proud of me honey yeah. she says, of course are you using the golem deck still you say yes um but oh, i switched out yeah, I did switch out the goblin. Are, are, we, are we using double ply? <laughs> <laughs> um, yes, double ply. Well, if it's the quilted double ply, it's a like it's almost too soft, and then it like starts to come apart. Mm-hmm. Um, you gotta you, you gotta get the that. the sturdy double ply. Yep. Or just get a bidet, like we've been telling you for forty episodes. 
But then you ruin the intimacy of the moment of the wipage. Mm. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like when we were probably first got married, people said like, don't go to bed mad. Mm-hmm. I say, oh, you know what? Mad. Push back against that. Totally go to bed mad and watch how stoked you are in the morning. Watch how fantastic your day is for your whole family the next day. Just carry that stuff on for as long as you can do it. Your uh-huh. ego will take you as, as you know, right to the promised land. <laughs> oh, man. Lock it, lock it up in your chastity belt of your heart oh. and, uh, and hold on to it forever. And throw away the key. The advice yep. that I would give is the advice that I need to hear. And that is um, to be quick to listen. Yep. Yeah, it's amen. You John, got, do you have advice? You got, two, you got two ears and one mouth, Wayne. Do the so, math, um, fool. Yeah, that's a good one. Um, serious one is find something to do together, whether it's like even a walk or like um, cooking together. Meal time, sharing a meal is so important. Um, chewing with your mouth open. Uh-huh. Um, Christian second sure, base. Yeah, it's a huge turn on for the ladies, guys. To um, do the side hug and smell. Yeah, well, that too. Um, wiping your your mouth with the back of your hand. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, my somebody gave me the most twisted advice, where they said um, when we were getting when we got married, like, kind of slack off in the first couple of years, so she won't expect much from you. <laughs> And then as you go through your marriage, and then as you're going through marriage, (laughs) incrementally become a better husband. It's like Um, running the mile in PE where you like, you walk it on the first day of school so that at the end, when you hit 10 minutes, you're like, I'm a wizard. Yep. Yes. I think I would not go that route. Um, Because at least if you're like in my case, there's so many much, there's so much better fish in the sea. So if you've already got gotten her hooked somehow, you want to keep on the line. Mm-hmm. So wipe the baby's butts, change the diapers all the time. And take the doors the off your bathroom. Take mm-hmm. the doors off your bathroom. Yep. yep, mm-hmm. yep. Yeah, that's funny. That there's so many other better fish in the sea is usually always like this word of comfort that you give to people. But like for those who are in a relationship, like that's a word of anxiety. Um, <laughs> there are Super so... Scary many other good fish in the sea you gotta hold on yeah let's let's be clear my wife is now a doctor gonna be making more money than me way more attractive and gave birth to two wonderful kids i'm just an english teacher with a bad sense of humor and (laughs) i might have bought some shape ups you know like i i don't think i don't think i'm much who's the who can tell who can tell (laughs) well thank you so much for listening to spiritual undirection and um i hope that you follow only maybe five percent of our advice or the things that we say on this podcast (laughs) make sure it's the good stuff not the bad stuff um but thank you for listening to us um and for spending choosing to spend your 45 to 50 minutes with us um when you when you choose to do so um if you want to show appreciation back to us for continually producing this content um then you can like and subscribe. You can tell your friends uh, about us. You can post your favorite episode on your social media and be like, hey, listen to these chuckleheads um, about the things that they talk about. Um, And uh, that helps get the word out about our podcast. And so... Or if you really love us, you could send us the chalk-hearted-shaped candies. um, Mm. 
in, in lieu of seed. Yeah. We'll take that. Yeah. I like the white ones. Yep. Tastes like pe- Pepto-Bismol. Um, well, I'm Christopher Seals. And today I learned that Wayne has a, um, a desire to kill Cupid. Oh, that's... I yeah. thought he was a pacifist. I thought he was too. Dude, I've been playing Airsoft lately. I don't know what's happening. <laughs> Uh, I'm John Bennett. Um, I also learned from Wayne, and I forget the term, Wayne, so you can correct me. Um, Seraphimonology, something about that? Mm-hmm. Am I off? Yep. All right. I learned about that. I might have been absent for that one. <laughs> <laughs> and I am Pastor Wayne David Randolph, and I learned that intimacy to Chris equates no doors on the bathroom this has been spiritual undirection reminding you that all of your problems are probably from unconfessed sin Also, a special thank you to Kyle Plant with Afterlife Beats. Go check out his stuff on SoundCloud. And thank you, Gregorian Monks. Uh-huh.